What's up, Wikimaniacs? We are here to talk to you before the show about Operation Olive Branch. Operation Olive Branch is a grassroots movement to help the families in Gaza escape and rebuild now that their lives and homes have been destroyed in this horrific ethnic cleansing. To help out, we decided to donate all of our Venmos for the next few months and possibly forever to support families affected by this genocide. So please send your donation to Sean's Venmo, which is at Sean SNTPOD. The link to that will be down below in the show notes. And for the countries who don't have Venmo, we will have a link to our PayPal donation page also in the show notes where you can send money as well as a personalized note that we will read out on the show. Even if you can only send $1, please send it because every little bit helps. Thank you guys. Greetings and salutations, Wikimaniacs, and welcome back to Reddit on Wiki. I am your host today, described by one of our listeners, Drella, as, quote, the hottest little punny pocket man. It is I, Jesus John, with me as usual, who Drella again refers to as the Canadian cult leader, Josh, and Big Daddy, respectfully, Sean. What's happening, oh. boys? Oh, Big Daddy. Big I Daddy. can get with it. You guys both got sexualized. <laughs> <laughs> you, you like it when people call you Daddy, Josh, or Sean? <laughs> I, I'm not complaining. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Josh is still recording with COVID this week. So if you fe- uh, if you hear him a little raspy and um, with that sexy DJ voice, you're okay, right, Josh? Like you're good to record still? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I just pumped up on adrenaline uh, oh, yeah. and, and good to go for another six hours, I think. That's six hours. <laughs> Jesus Before Christ. I crash. Uh, mm. John and I good. are not. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. <laughs> you're weak. I'll just do six hours of six episodes just by myself. Am I the assholes? That. Let's go. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> So this week's stories are all listeners submitted by our Wikimaniacs. This week's menu, our listener Snow, who wrote us a r slash let's not meet story when they had a terrifying train ride. Oh, they wrote this or it actually happened to them? No, they wrote this though. It actually happened to them. Okay. Okay. No, sorry. I thought you were saying they like wrote it as in like a fiction or something like that. Oh, no, no, no. It actually happened to them. It's bad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. We then have a fishy revenge story from our listener, Unknown M, all the way from Mexico. A listener who reveals us their family secret. So we're going to hear it here first, Wikimaniacs. Are we blasting the family secret on the podcast? (laughs) I'm not going to mention names. So they just sent it. They want it read. (laughs) I am going to respect their wishes. (laughs) If this is your family, you'll know. And that's that's all you need to know. (laughs) If you know, you know. (laughs) Then we have a back by popular demand, a disaster date story sent by our dear friend and cultivate family. Christina from Miss Spooky Tales. And then Ooh. we cap it off with a couple of stories sent by a personal friend of mine. Also a Shots and Thoughts listener, Josh or Sean. I keep mixing you guys up today. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> you heard it here first. John can't tell the difference between Sean and I. I don't know wow. why. Like one's white, uh, one is really brown. Like what does One not is translucent and the other one. <laughs> <laughs> it's crispy. Both are very attractive. So yeah, I guess that's what it is. That's, that's what it is. What it is. <laughs> so this, uh, yeah. Actually, Sean, Shots and Thoughts listener as well. So, uh, yeah, Love my friend Allie 
with some of her own version of r slash let's not meet and a creepy encounter she experienced at her old place. And then we take a quick break and highlight This Day in History, written by our very own Alex Underbaki from Weird Distraction Podcast, featuring the great train robbery of 1963. But before we go to our housekeeping, guys, I do want to show something real quick that I just got from the mail right now. Mail time. Mail time. Everybody loves mail time. Oh, look at that song. Sound so amazing. (laughs) Thank you to (laughs) at Demi Drip for making this amazing fan art. I'm about to pull it right now. And they even wrote a letter for us. So we're super thankful. I did want to read the message they wrote specifically for the show. So let me get it real quick. So we got this Thank awesome you, fan art from Woo. last time. We posted on our Twitter and Instagram. So this is really cool. And this all personalized. Demi actually wrote us each something. And I opened mine actually. And there's goodies inside. So I, I can't oh wait for God. you guys to Woo. see it. This is... Wait, can, you, ama- can you show like one of the pictures? Like take it out? Because the YouTube. Yeah, you can't see it. But for YouTube peoples. So this is what it looks like. It's really cool. Oh my God. Looks so that good. Is- so dope. I like how John shorted them both of us. It's <laughs> true. Is Josh wearing that exact outfit? I, he actually I think, uh, is. <laughs> if I had the black shirt, oh. I would be, but it's very close. <laughs> very close. Very close. That's really cool. I love I'm, that. That's awesome. I'm so rad. I am thankful for Demi for giving me luscious hair like Sean and uh, make me look like 20 pounds skinnier. So that's even better. <laughs> they also wrote us a nice little letter that I want to read out. I haven't read this yet, but let's see what it says. So to John, Ooh. Josh, and Sean, let me start off with, holy shit, thank you. When I posted my little <laughs> fan art drawing, I was not expecting the reaction that I got from you guys. I am so very thankful for the support and kind words. I'm just a simple Japanese-American college student artist, and to have gotten support from you all Especially, John, I was truly touched. And that's actually written in there, so I'm not just saying that, okay? (laughs) So I was totally fangirling that day. I won't even lie about it. Thank you again, and I hope you enjoyed the prints and other goodies. You guys are so chill, and I almost feel like I know you guys now. You guys have been so personable. I love the work you all do. Never have a doubt about the work you are putting in. You have grown so much in a year on Reddit on Wiki and can only go up from here. I look forward to drawing you guys more and maybe a little better. And I'll always be in the comments. Much love and support, Demi. That is amazing. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know why you're thanking us. Thank you for that amazing uh, fan art. That is yeah. awesome. I love it. I fucking teared up when I saw it. I was like, holy fucking moly. We, <laughs> we're fucking doing something over here, guys. Yeah. I was, I actually messaged Demi on the side, like during that time it was happening. And I, and I thanked them like as much as possible. I mean, I was having such a terrible like week that week. Yeah. And yeah. then they got that email and I got that Instagram message or that story. And I was like, oh my God, like I've never realized that we were actually doing something as a show <laughs> for, for the longest. And it hasn't hit me and it still doesn't. But for, for someone to take the time to even do that, that is such an incredible honor. And you will never forget the first fan art. So thank you, Demi, for making that possible for us. We really, really appreciate you. And that's such a sweet sentiment. Like, we'll, we'll never forget it. Yeah, thank you very much. It was awesome. Love it. And I can't wait to get to mine. And I'll hopefully, maybe I'll tape it up behind me here or something like that. So you just unveiled a secret that is not real brick. <laughs> yeah, it's real brick, okay? <laughs> I'll Tape put, works on brick. I'll put cement on the back and then slap it up. <laughs> Make that a $25 Patreon exclusive. Maybe you should just be wearing like cover, coveralls and, you know, just record yourself I, I, doing it. Oh. <laughs> to make a real brick wall in my basement. <laughs> that would be so expensive. <laughs> just one section. <laughs> 
don't know if my landlord would love that, but (laughs) 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 all right. So now to get back on track, if you would like to submit your own story, head on over to our email at reddit on wikipod at gmail.com or DM us on our socials. All links are on the show notes. And if you want to support us, feel free to tell your friends, tell them to leave us a five-star review on Apple podcasts or Spotify. And if you want to see our handsome faces, you can also consider going to our YouTube and hit that subscribe button. And if you want your own story featured or have a subreddit you want us to cover, slide in our DMs and you can find all our info at our website at redditunwiki.com. And if you want to support us financially, head on over to our Patreon. Links are on the show notes. And I'm going back to my Pokemon rap. You guys ready? <laughs> All ready. Oh, here we go. Let's All go. All right. And it's getting more and more every week. So I'm going to run out of breath one of these days. <laughs> it's a good problem to have. It is. It is. Shout out to our amazing patrons, Avina, Lindsay, Gabby, Aaron, Taru, Alex, Valentina, Micah, Yulia, Katie, Blue Raina, Christina, Dan, Phantom Fox 98, Susan, Free Gnome, Sarah, Marianne, Miss Doolittle, Jasmine, Alexis, Michelle, Danielle, Crystal, Jen, Naya, Lena. Oh, fuck. Naya, Lena, Erica, up. 689, Diana D, Kat, <laughs> Catherine, Diana Ann, Drella, Kieran, Risa, Tiffany, Chantel, Maureen, Dominique, Amber, Carter, Corey, Soleil, Anonymous, Elizabeth, and Leanne. Oh my God. Damn. Josh and I got tired of dancing. We gave up. I know. We gave up because I so... fucked up. <laughs> you did. It would have been. You did fuck up the flow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many are we at now, John? 46. Seven. Oh wait, oh I didn't get to three see, more. I didn't. I didn't get to see the other ones yet. So, but I think currently on a tab is a forty-seven. Okay. okay. While we're recording. While we're recording. So we're very close to 50, which is our first patron goal. We need to start making merch. We'll we'll need to start making merch and we'll need to start making another goal. (laughs) So those are two things we'll have to work on. But that's awesome. Thank you very much for supporting us. We really appreciate you. All the support that you're giving us is helping keep the show running as well as supporting all the other shows on our Cultivate Network. And by the way, patrons, use your perks. If you're a $10 patron and want that shirtless cameo vid of Josh, all you have to do is (laughs) ask him. Nope. (laughs) <laughs> and he will happily oblige. Uh, we can do it over an episode or be like Diana, who asked us to sing last week and or two weeks ago. And it went really, really terrible. Oh, that was went last week. Beautifully. Sure. It was last, I don't know when it was. <laughs> it was last week. Uh, Time is yeah. a construction of my mind. <laughs> you say construction of your mind? Isn't it just a yeah, construct? My, <laughs> my COVID mind. <laughs> uh, speaking of our handsome Canadian zaddy, Josh. Any YouTube so, comments or reviews that you want to, to What's read? zaddy mean? Zaddy. It's like daddy, uh, but zaddy. Oh, zaddy. Oh. Hey, zaddy. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is one time where I think I'm older than you guys. I don't know that one. Mm. But uh, sorry, you asked for, re- uh, what'd you want? Reviews. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> we went over I got, this. I got thrown off with zaddy and I was, <laughs> didn't know where to go. The COVID brain does not function well. <laughs> I'm also just drugged up on on cold medicine, so this is great. I thought you said Coke. Coke. I was like, oh, shit. Straight edge no more. We have a ton of reviews since we last discussed, so I'm going to do a couple here. So first one from MC, five stars, and they title it 10 out of 10. These men with a podcast are the exception. Guys with a mic I care to listen to. Thanks for a great laughs and standing with women. I mean, low bar to stand with women. I Very. think that's a low bar, but uh, we appreciate the review and, and you listening to us. So We've uh, mentioned since the, the first viral TikTok how it is insane that we're getting praise for something that should be normal. very much the norm. Yeah. Bars on the floor. Uh, bars on the floor. Bars on the, floor bars on the sure. fucking floor. We're doing uh, like bare minimum. 
and yeah. we're getting yeah, praised truly. for this shit. <laughs> it's hopefully we're raising all other men to uh, yeah. raise our standard. Yeah, hopefully. I don't know. No, we got a good. Well, the the men that listen are, always have good takes that I see. Sure. So uh, shout out to you guys, and you know we gotta work together as a as a society to hopefully change Actually, the toxic yeah, male. I don't want to make it. Yeah, I don't want to make it seem like you know we're the only good men. I'm trying to say like other male podcasters, yes. like you know, yeah, like we need to elevate them instead of elevating the fucking Rogans and that other guy you guys always mention as being shitty. One hundred percent, Andrew Tate. Yeah, <laughs> Andrew whatever Tate. his fucking name. <laughs> yeah, I know Tater T in there. Tater Tot, whatever his fucking name is. So our next review comes from Ashley Go, and it is uh, five stars. Says keep it up. You guys are fun to listen to while I take a drive. The stories are always wild and y'all give good advice. So keep it up and a smiley face. So thank you, Ashley, for that review. I'm glad we can give you some wild stories to listen to. Sometimes they're too wild for us. So, uh, <laughs> Sean. <laughs> Me? You, 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 <laughs> motherfucker, who else does shit like that? <laughs> give up oh, half, halfway through the episode. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Our final one, speaking of Sean, he'll love this one, comes from ooh, Len4K1. They give a five star and they say, am I the asshole for liking this podcast so much? Yes. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> <Just> Potentially. <laughs> um, so they say, I really enjoy listening to you guys. Josh, Sean, and John have the greatest advice and opinions. I never feel alone on my way to work slash home since I'm always listening to you guys. I follow you on all platforms and subscribe to the Patreon just to support you. Oh, awesome. Thank you for posting more than once a week. I will Venmo the $25 to Sean if you can promise the episodes will be longer from now on. Thank you for being so awesome. Sean cannot promise that because I'm the one I that edits, edits them. <laughs> oh, damn. But you can Venmo me $25. <laughs> It'll be an hour and 30 minutes of just camera malfun- malfunction. <laughs> yeah, we just won't edit that shit out. We'll keep that in. I just won't edit them and they'll be an hour and 20 minutes probably. Yeah. Or after like post recording is just trying to upload his goddamn files. Yeah. That does take an hour and a half. But yeah, those are the reviews that I have. Uh, there's a ton of other ones. We'll get to them in future episodes. Episodes, but thank you very much for sending those in. We we love the reviews and uh, appreciate them very much. And look how much of a trooper Josh is. This dude just did a whole ass episode before this with COVID <laughs> and he still offered to read the reviews. Fucking amazing. What a guy. What a I'm guy. high on Diet Coke or whatever Sean thought I said. <laughs> I said Coke. Cocaine. Oh, just regular mm. cocaine. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Not Diet Cocaine. No, nah, I like it cut with aspartame or whatever. Oh my God. <laughs> this guy's a pro. <laughs> You guys ready for her stories? No, but let's do oh, yeah. it. How are we going to say no, but then let's do it? What the fuck does that mean? Self-sabotage, baby. Let's oh go. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> First story comes from our listener, Snow, who DM'd this on our Instagram page. This is their let's not meet experience that I would like your guys' reaction to. This is what they wrote. Just as a note, my pronouns are they slash them. This isn't an am I the asshole story because I know for a fact I'm not the asshole in this situation. (laughs) I like the confidence. Yeah. (laughs) Instead, it's more of a let's not meet story. I, a 23-year-old AFAB, assigned female at birth, non-binary person. Is it AFAB? I think so, yeah. If if it's not AFAB, please correct us. Uh, Usually take my state's local public transportation to go to my friend's house. This includes a train and sometimes a tracks line. At the time of this story, I think I was maybe about 17 or 18. All of my friends live about an hour away from me because we met at a convention in our state, so it's easier for everyone if I travel up to them. 
rather than five people traveling down here. Makes sense. It's like if I were to ever come visit you guys, I'd come down there, <laughs> not the other way around. I mean, Even one though of John us, and I both want to go to Canada. Yeah, we want to go to Canada. We don't. Wanna... <laughs> I want that lobster poutine. All right. Oh, bad. Yeah, ask me. Ask me in January, though. I'll definitely want to come down to you guys. <laughs> it gets cold my ass here too. Off. It's not. That's not Canada cold. But yeah. Winter, you could come here and then summers will go up there. Yeah, yeah that sounds sense. good. We'll cottage at each other's houses. <laughs> nice. So on one of my return trips from said friend's house, I was riding one of the later trains. It was dark already and we had been watching a horror movie before I left, so I was already on edge. I usually keep both of my headphones in and listen to a podcast. Hopefully it's Reddit on Wiki now. <laughs> or at the least have them in with nothing playing so people don't talk to me. I've done that. <laughs> nothing playing so people don't talk to you? Yeah, where my phone's dead, but I'm just like, I don't want to deal with people. Oh, wow, so you're just put such a dick. <laughs> I don't think that's a dick wow, thing. Did you that's just, just call Snow a dick? Wow. No, I called yeah. you <laughs> a dick, Josh. <laughs> but they did the same thing. No. Yeah. I'm just I just don't like like social social situations. I'm no, just I like I, I I'm just avoiding them. So that's that's where I come from. I'm I've sure done. that's where they come from as well. So I've done the same thing. Don't worry. Um <laughs> At this time, I had really long hair and looked more traditionally feminine. They put on quotation, I don't anymore, which seems to have solved this issue. Throughout my time, I've grown used to grown men and teenagers alike approaching me and asking me gross and invasive questions while on the train. Disgusting. It is disgusting. One question which involved a man asking me if I wanted kids. And when I said no, he said, it's a shame. You'd have beautiful babies. Why? This is why I avoid people. Why do you feel the need to like, Say that to somebody you don't know. Yeah. Like open up a conversation like that. People fucking suck. Holy shit. Yeah. Anyway, the point is I've dealt with a lot of stuff on a train before, but this is by far the worst situation. Mm. So (sighs) I'm on my way home. It's dark and I have my headphones in so that people wouldn't talk to me. The train isn't particularly crowded, but each row has at least one person in it meaning two strangers are going to have to sit at least across from each other in order for everyone to have a seat. That's when this guy approaches me. He puts his hand on the table in front of me in order to get my attention, and I take out my earbud to talk to him. He asks if he can sit, and I, of course, said, go ahead. It was just me, so I wasn't saving a spot for anyone, and I didn't want to be rude and say no. He sat, and I went to put my headphone back in when he immediately started talking to me. First, it was just innocent things like what my name was and why I was riding the train. Then he asked what stop I was getting off at. And without thinking, I told him that's when I said, oh, so am I. Oh, this is when I started to get nervous. He began to ask several other questions, my age, where I lived, even my ethnicity. He asked if my hair was natural and if I had any work done. I dodged around questions as best as I could, but I knew I was in trouble. So I messaged my friends who were all still together and told them to call me so I could act like it was an important phone call. They did and I quickly answered telling him I had to take it. I talked to them as if nothing was wrong as I walked down to the doors of the train and waited for my exit. When I was far enough away from the man, I began explaining to them what was happening. Lucky for me, a few people overheard and came to my rescue. One being a very big man who asked if a man was bothering me. I told him yes and pointed him out and honestly the guy creeping me out probably would have gotten beat up if it weren't for a woman saying she would walk with me to my car. She got me there safely and I made sure she got in her car before I left too. From my car, I watched the guy walk past me and the woman staring us down as if waiting for an opportunity to get me. Oh Oh my god. So to the person I'm pretty sure was trying to sex traffic me, I hope we never meet again. 
Yeah. Fuck, God. man. There are so many fucking weirdos out there and it just, it scares me. And we, I know we, we hit on this every single time we talk about the let's not me story, but it is wild how alert you have to be as a woman or passing as a woman because there are so many fucking creeps that are just ready to either take advantage of you or try and fucking sex traffic you. As you just said, like that is, that is an insane, an insane thought to think about Thankfully, thankfully you were in a position where there's people around and they helped you like kudos to that girl and that big guy who's ready to beat the shit out of him. I would have probably let him. Oh <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, no. uh, it makes me so sad and I, I'm sorry you had to go through that. Yeah. I mean, I feel the same. It's like, it sucks that we talk about this and it happens as often as it does. It's like we as men never, or at least very rarely have to deal with worrying about this kind of stuff, you know? And it's not, it's not until we hear from a woman or somebody who passes as a woman, like how careful they have to be doing like to menial things. Us seems like menial, regular things they have to just be on like a hundred percent alert yeah. all the time, which uh, would frustrate me to no end. So I can't even imagine how frustrating it is for you guys. So the, I'm I'm glad you got home safe, but it's just so frustrating. Snow, we appreciate you for, for sending that story out and hopefully your experience is a lot better now. And again, Sean's frustrations, I think just hits it right in the head. <sighs> I don't, I don't wish for anyone to just be on high alert, just doing some basic stuff, like just even trying to get at home. So yeah. Yeah. Again, thank you for sending your story and hopefully next time you put your earbuds on, it's right on wiki playing. So quick plug. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just us saying, get therapy to the people around you. (laughs) (laughs) Or if they're being creepy and just be like, Hey, listen to the soundbite real quick. And it's just, it's just Josh and Sean saying, get therapy. We'll sell it as a ringtone. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) An NFT or something. (laughs) Pedalism really popped off with this. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So for our next story, we are, I'm even afraid to say their name because it's a family secret. So I'm going to, I'm going to keep it anonymous. If you're listening, if you know, you know, okay. So they wrote, hello, I've been listening to your podcast for quite some time now. Quite some time makes me nervous because if you go to the regular episode, the early episodes, <laughs> that makes me really nervous. Uh, I love it. Uh, thank you for brightening my day. Every time I listen to you, you guys rock. I thought I'd share a family secret that I still can't wrap my head around, even five years oh. after learning about it. I don't have many social media accounts, so I hope this is the right email address to write you on. Keep up the good work. You sent it to the right email. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Otherwise, some other Reddit person <laughs> knows about your family secret now. Some random guys <laughs> just checking his email. What, the fuck? <laughs> what a nightmare. <laughs> so the story goes, my dad's cousin just discovered he has a 30-year-old daughter that his mother kept from him. Oh, So few disclaimers before I get started. One, English is not my native language. So sorry for any weird phrasing. That is completely okay. We all speak English and we still miss like talking all the time. So (laughs) Especially when I have COVID. Yes. (laughs) Two, I am talking about a story I heard a few years ago concerning my rather large extended family. I'm not sure to have all the details right, but I'll do my best to give as many as I can. About a hundred years ago, right after World War I, my great grandparents settled on a farm. My great-grandfather wanted to rebuild and repopulate the country after the terrible war. And so they did. So they got busy. That's a task. (laughs) (laughs) Hear this out. They had 12 children and ran a prosperous farm supporting about 50 people. The pride and joy 
of the family. So many years later, the first boy of those 12 children inherited the farm. Let's call him C. For context, he is my grandma's older brother. C married a woman named B, and together they had five children. The firstborn was named S, and he was destined to take over the farm. There's a lot of letters. I am already <laughs> lost, so please bear with me. We're learning the alphabet today. Uh, I was like, oh, shit. There's 50 of them? There's going to be one. I need to draw this out. <laughs> you need like the... Charlie Day. The Charlie Day map. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and this is where the story begins. When he was around 18 to 20 years old, S had a serious relationship with a girl named G, whom he planned to marry. B didn't approve of this girl, and G was mm-hmm. not from a good enough family for her beloved first son, and S was about to inherit a wealthy farm. G was not to get her hands on the son nor the farm. B managed to have them break up. And if I remember correctly, she convinced G to go away and S never heard from her again. This reminds me of uh, Arrow. I don't know if you watched that shitty (laughs) CW show. show. (laughs) There was a very similar plot line where Oliver's mother paid off his college girlfriend to uh, hide her pregnancy and go away. Oh, shit. Is that Moira? Yeah, Moira. Moira. You have failed the city, Moira. Okay. (laughs) So he wrote her many letters, but G never replied. And after a while, he stopped writing some notebook shit, bro. Yeah. So the years passed and many things happened, as in every family. I don't know the exact details, but S became alcoholic and never took over the farm. It went to his younger brother, E, who tried to help S as best as he could and employed him on the farm when possible. S lives alone in a small apartment nearby, never married, and overall did not have a great life. The mom, B, also became alcoholic. Apparently, it happened around the time S got better with his own alcoholism. And that brings us to last year when B died. At this point, C was old and very diminished. He had some kind of dementia and needed around-clock care. So it was decided to never tell him what I'm about to tell you. A few months after B's death, someone decided to finally clean up B's room. On top of a big wardrobe, they found a box full of letters, all open and addressed to S. That's the shit. No wonder he called her a B. (laughs) S didn't know what it was. This is some notebook shit. It is. Yeah. S didn't know what it was, but came by to pick them up. He recognized instantly the handwriting on the envelopes. It was G's his girlfriend from 30 years ago. No. Oh my God. He took the box and went home in quite a turmoil. He didn't touch it for two weeks, not knowing what to do. He finally decided to throw them away without reading them. A few weeks later, he was still mulling over this. He finally decided to look G up on the internet and found her. He contacted her and she agreed to meet her at her place, 300 kilometers away. Sean, how many is that? Oh. Uh, I think more than. No. Less less than. (laughs) (laughs) They spent the afternoon talking and talking. After a while, as it was getting dark, she invited him to stay over at dinner. So he ate with G and with D, a 30-ish year old woman who was also invited. I don't know how G first introduced them, but in the middle of dinner, she suddenly turned around and said, D, this is your dad. S, meet (gasps) your daughter. Oh my God. So what happened was that 30 years ago, B was determined to keep G from her son and she intercepted every letter G sent. In these letters, G was telling S she found out she was pregnant from him. Remember, the letters were open so B knew all about it. 
How could you keep that from your own son? That's, it is so selfish. And like, and it it clearly destroys his mental health later down the line. Sorry, I'm interrupting the story. Go go ahead. I'm just, you're good. No, you're fine. It's just making me so mad that he could have had this life with this family that he loved and, and they could have taken over the farm together and been happy, but they kept it from him and he turned to a life of alcoholism and lost the farm and it just so fucking sad it was just like a series of like unfortunate events if you had just given the letter there probably wouldn't have been any issues absolutely exactly it's a completely different life yeah exactly 30 years changed nuts holy shit so obviously g never heard anything from s there was no social media at that time so after a few months of the silent treatment she accepted that she would raise her child alone and stopped writing. Oh, this is so sad. Cuz so she probably sad. just thinks he's a deadbeat. He's ignoring her. Yeah. He's being a dickhead. But really the problem is the mom. <laughs> Good on her for accepting his social media after 30 after all years, those years like be- right? That's, like, because in her mind, he's ignoring her, and then like for thirty years to raise this child alone, and then yeah. he reaches out randomly. I would be like, "Fuck you!" I would, yeah. Uh, but good on her for for opening up the communications, and and then he can express what really happened. That's like pain yeah. that never got a chance to be addressed. You know? Okay, so yeah. let me. So there's a Sorry. TLDR version. <laughs> this is the last. This is the last bit. A TLDR version that they they provided. So let me unravel everything for you. S thought the love of his life left him for no reason. He went from the golden child to alcoholic, never took over the family farm as planned. He never married, lived alone and quite miserable even after he sobered up. G was forced to leave the love of her life. When she learned she was pregnant, the father of the child never answered his letters. She was not married and had to face the stigma of being a single mother. D grew up without a dad. She thought he abandoned her and also had to face the stigma. And for 30 years, B knew all about it. And even on her deathbed, she never said anything. She really put the B in bitch. <laughs> and, and, that's and if the father bite. knew, if the father knew, he's a bitch too. Fuck well, him. Father, is father A? Oh, they didn't give, le- they didn't give a num- uh, letter. I, I said C, C or some shit. Well, he's yeah. a cockhead. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like that is an insane thing to keep happiness away from your son just so that they can meet some family standard that you've set for yourselves. Like get over yourself and then just let your kids be happy. Let them enjoy life. And you know what? It sounds like he would have had a better life had you let this occur. And so just it, it makes me so mad that, that parents get involved like this. And uh, well, I, I like I'm glad they ended up finding out. Because this could have gone like a horrible way where they just never found out. And, and this child just grew up without child. 30-year-old grew up without their father yep. or ever knowing them. And then them never getting to reconcile and be like, oh, yeah, I actually didn't get your letters. And I wasn't ignoring you. So this is legit notebook if there was not the happy ending. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. It's fucking crazy. There's a bit of a happy ending, though. They, they reconcile and they get yeah. together. So there is a light at the end of the tunnel where they do meet. And maybe... Maybe they start a relationship from here on out. You never know. And uh, they live happily ever after from here on out. We don't know. That's 30 years to make up. You know, that's a lot. That's a lot of time that they could catch it's up. tough, but all, not all hope is lost. So hopefully they can make up for his parents blunders. Yeah. Thank you so much. I, I don't want to say the name because I don't want to like put it on blast. What your name <laughs> is on on yeah. social media or the podcast. But if you hear this episode and you want us to share, we'll, we're more than happy to do an update later on. So thank you so much for submitting. 
That's really cool. Uh, that's the first family like secret oh, yeah. story we've ever had. That's really cool. I would never have thought people would entrust us with a family secret. Like, holy shit. Yeah. I wouldn't trust I mean, us with that. Me neither. I mean, we're broadcasting this to on a podcast. Thousands of people. However yeah. many people to hear. So. Wow. Remember back then we were just like just tens of people and then hundreds of now thousands? Oh, thousands, God. millions in some cases. <laughs> uh, hey, talk to him, boy. <laughs> All right. Well, just, that's just our little humble brag. Please ignore us. Um, <laughs> so now we're moving on to the next story. This one comes from Unknown M and titled Fishy Revenge. Mm. Hello, guys. Greetings from Mexico. I love the podcast, so I wanted to share with you my story that I originally shared on r slash Petty Revenge. Hope that you guys find it interesting enough to read it. First of all, the fact that you wrote us something... We're going to read it. <laughs> you took the time. So yeah. Oh, yeah. thank you. Also, shout out Mexico. Shout out Mexico. Two, two in yeah. a row. And uh, Sean loves petty revenge stories. So this is good. Yes. I don't think, have I been on for a petty revenge? Role? Yeah, you were. The Yeah, you absolutely have. Remember oh. douchebag from, uh, from Israel? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I was petty revenge. Okay. Uh, the story goes, Omega-3 capsules for my shitty brother. So growing up, brother and I didn't always have a good relationship. At some point, it was pretty bad. My dad loves us equally both, but to my mom, he was her favorite child. So with that, he could get away with stuff like stealing my savings. My stuff. Oh, that's, that's a no. No, yeah. That's a big no-no. <laughs> stealing my savings, my stuff, and shit that older brothers do sometimes. No, that's not something normal older brothers do. I don't think it's normal. <laughs> As an older brother, I've never stolen my brother's money. Um <laughs> Tons of other shit I've done to him, but not, <laughs> definitely not steal from him. Oh, and they put, he would never get in trouble. We used to share a room when we were kids. It was pretty big. But since he was becoming a teenager and he needed more privacy, my mom had the amazing idea to split the room in half with a fake concrete wall, just like Josh's. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, baby. <laughs> My brother's on the other side of this thing. <laughs> uh, guess who stayed with a side that had no windows and no AC? Oh, yeah, that sucks. Me. I didn't have really much resentment towards my brother. To my mom, in the other hand, it's another whole story. But yeah, in my 15th birthday, my uncle gifted me with an iPad. I was so happy that was exactly what I wanted. It was the newest one and I loved it. One time... My brother broke his cell phone and he asked me if he could borrow my iPad to watch videos and nine gags since he didn't have a cell phone just when I was asleep so he could fall asleep too. I went to bed much earlier in the night than him. So I was like, yeah, why not? But just when I'm sleeping. So one day he decided that he wanted to take my iPad to his school. He took it there and fell off his hands and broke the screen. No, that's so expensive. It is. That is very expensive. They are. I didn't have a case on my iPad. Back then in my hometown, we didn't really put cases to protect our devices and my parents would not just buy me a case. So my iPad was caseless. When I returned home from school, I found my iPad with the screen completely broken. Jesus. It didn't even work anymore. I got so furious. I told my parents and they were like, yeah, shit happens. They just told my brother that it was bad and didn't give him any consequences. It was my birthday gift from my uncle. My parents would not just buy me another one. You know, in my mom's eyes, it was my fault that I lent it to my brother in the first place. But I didn't <laughs> lend him for him to take to school. Our agreement was just to use it in the night. So I was a 15-year-old girl full of hormones and mad as hell now, of course. 
I was full of resentment from this and from all the shitty stuff he did to me growing up. So I decided I would give him the consequences. I had in my room a jar full of omega-3 capsules. They are basically vitamins from fish or something like that. Don't know how to say it well in English, but they smell like raw fish. It's fish oil, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've had yeah. them before. Yeah. I take them for my high LDLs. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> My high cholesterol. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. I grab a bunch of capsules and pinch them with a needle, took out the fishy oil they had inside <laughs> and pour it in his room when he wasn't home. <laughs> in his clothes, in his furniture, in his bed. Oh, All shit. his rooms stank like raw fish. I stank too, <laughs> but I would just take a long shower and throw away the clothes I was wearing to get rid of it. And to me, it was worth it. So he came home with his friends and I could hear them talk from my room because of the fake concrete wall. Again, shout out to Josh. <laughs> Wouldn't that smell on your side too then? Yeah, probably. Yeah. They were complaining his room smelled like seafood and he said he didn't know why. I was so happy it made me laugh. For months, it stank. <laughs> the, fishy oil is hard, the fishy oil is hard to get rid of from the stuff I learned. Every time he invited girls or friends to his room, I could hear them complaining <laughs> about the smell and it made me so happy. They wouldn't stay in his room for very long because of that. Once my dad was complaining with me about the smell, he said that you can pass by his room and it would smell horribly. So I confessed to him that it was me. What I did... No. Uh, no. He laughed. He said he deserved <laughs> it. Hell yeah. And he promised to not tell him or my mom and he never did. Thanks, dad. That's funny. Now my brother has matured a lot. I have a good relationship with him and I honestly love my brother. I forgave him, but I don't feel bad about what I did back then. I haven't told him. He still doesn't know that it was me who caused the seafood smell in his room. <laughs> Maybe I would tell him someday. Yeah, that's that's a pretty harmless revenge story. I love that. You make his room smell bad for a long time. And your dad's for a G years. for being like, hell yeah, I'm just propping you. <laughs> being like, yeah, I'm not telling anyone. That's uh, an awesome guy. So that's, uh, I thought that was going to be way worse. So that was, that was uh, lighthearted and fun. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. Fucking popping the pills. <laughs> With like needles and just like spreading the shit all yeah, over. just everywhere. That's <laughs> fucking genius. Diabolical. Oh, man. All right. Next story. And this is a disaster date story from our good Ooh. friend, Christina from his Spooky Tales podcast. Guys, nice. check, out, check out that podcast. It is amazing. All right. Hi, John, Sean, and Josh. Christina here. After listening to the latest disaster date story, I was inspired to share my own. This happened like 11 <laughs> or 12 years ago now. I had just graduated high school and was single and ready to mingle. There was a guy that I really liked. He graduated the year before me. He played football, was tall, had long black hair, and honestly, other than his looks, I didn't know much about him. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I'm going to age myself here, too. We were chatting on MySpace. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. And, I never had my space. Oh, Jesus, you young. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> we were chatting on MySpace and he asked me out to the movies. I was so excited. The day of the date arrived and he texted that he was outside. I walked out of my house and was surprised to see a van. Okay. I just didn't think a 19-year-old would be driving a van. But I also had an old beat-up Hyundai. Hyundai? 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 I don't know how to pronounce it. Hyundai? Hyundai. Hyundai. Sure. I also had an old beat up Hyundai. So who was I to judge, right? Well, it wasn't him driving. It was his mom. <laughs> how old, how are, old they? are they? 
19. Oh, that's yeah. tough. That's, rough. that's tough. That's rough. Like if they were 16, I'd be like, okay, that makes yeah, sense. You know, you, just, you know, your mom. Yeah, honestly, 17 has to drive. 17 or 18 also. It's like pushing it, but like, that's fine. Yeah, that's like. It's pushing it. Oh, that's, that's I, tough. I know being 19 people, and having your yeah, mom. 19 is rough. <laughs> yeah. 19 that's is tough. Is tough. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's super weird. Why is his mom driving us? On the way to the movies, his mom just kept talking and talking about how excited she was that her son was going on a date. And she was even more excited no. because I <laughs> spoke Spanish too. That hurts. Wait, I want to know what's what the seating arrangement was. Was it Christina, you two in the front, know. one in the back? <laughs> you gotta uh, I want to know. Uh, you gotta I want to know, know if you had to sit in the back alone <laughs> or something. <laughs> but then she started talking about how I could teach her grandkids Spanish and all this oh, nonsense about oh. the future. Oh no. I was like, Senora, calm down. I'm only 18 and this is our first date. Probably our last. <laughs> yeah, fair. The entire time his mom was planning our future. The guy said nothing. Oh, that's tough. Finally, we got dropped off, headed to the movie, and I was glad because then we could just sit and watch the movie. After it was over, his mom took so long to pick us up. It had to be intentional. He tried to get too handsy and was a slobbery kisser. So I told him oh. all this was too weird and then ghosted him. <laughs> Damn. It was probably way easier to get ghosted back then if all you had was MySpace at the yeah. time. Phone calls were only free after 9 p.m. Oh, God. I'm showing my Holy age. Holy shit. The ancient times. I, I had it like that. God damn it. So it was just me then. <laughs> so weeks later, my friends and I crashed his kickback and stole his beer. So that was fun. And my little revenge for the weird ass ride and awkward date. Love the pod. <laughs> Stay spooky. Christina. That's funny. Oh, I mean, holy. yeah, getting handsy is shitty. So the beer's payback for that. But yeah, that is unfortunate. I, I probably would have just lied to my mom and said I'm going yeah. to movies with friends. <laughs> yeah, just I think that's that's something where you're like, I'll meet you at the theater, not I'll pick you yeah. up. Like yeah. that's a bad That's an option. Yeah. It's an option. I mean, not that I dated a lot, but I'm just yeah, like we are aware. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like even me who doesn't date up or didn't date often in high school and college it would be like, Yeah, I don't think I could even say I'll pick you up. Like that's not an option. Yeah, I'd like me and my, you would have the foresight yeah. to be like, I'll meet you there, yeah. or me and my mom are gonna yeah. pick you up in like twenty minutes. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I had a lot of secondhand cringe from that one. Uh, that is not even stopping your own mom to be like, "Hey, mom, hey, yo, chill. That, that, oh, we did, nah. yeah, we chill, 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 chill." I don't, I don't want kids right yet, but uh. how are they gonna want children when your son can't even fucking probably don't even have his own goddamn license? Like, what are you gonna do about that? He might. Oh, he might. He might. I don't know. And then that's even worse. Like, you why know. couldn't the mom just? Oh, they probably will go into work or something. Maybe. But anyways, a big shout out to Christina and make sure to check out our podcast, Spooky Tales. They are part of the Cultivate Podcast Network and oh yeah, actually a previous Am I the Asshole guest as well. Oh yeah, she was. If yeah. you love hearing spooky stories with a Latin flair, please head on over to her show and show her some love. And she's also on our Discord channel, so feel free to interact. She's always there talking yeah. with Wikimaniacs. All right, we got the last two stories and these ones are pretty quick. So this, these two stories come from my friend, Ali. So shout out to Ali who sent it to us on our Instagram DMs. Story number one, it's a Goosebumps story. Slash oh, they're both from Ali. Yeah. Oh, shit. First story is a Goosebumps story slash glad we never met. 
goes as this. I grew up in Pennsylvania where we don't have garages and you park on the street. I got home late from work one night and had to park far down the block away from my house because there were so many cars. As I parked, I noticed there was a guy standing in the alleyway, which I thought was weird Ooh. with how late it was. I stayed in my car for a bit listening to music and when I looked up again, he was gone. So I got out of my car. However, as soon as I got out of my car and started locking my door, I got goosebumps and looked over my shoulder to see the guy was standing there again and was starting to walk towards me. No, 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 no. I started to walk towards my house and was intentionally speeding up my pace so that the guy and I wouldn't intersect once I crossed the street. However, I noticed that he was also changing his walking pace so that by the time I crossed the street, we would be at the same spot. I changed my pace a few more times and it was undoubtable. He was trying to pace his walking so that we would be at the same spot once I crossed the street. Once I was about a car length away, I hear him say, my, you're a fast walker. Hell no. Fuck that. Fuck that. Instantly started running. Once I started running, he stopped and just watched me. I ran into my house and immediately told my parents what was happening. They went out to see if the guy was still there and he was nowhere to be found. I completely forgot about oh, the story man. until I listened to the Goosebumps slash Glad We Never Met episodes on your podcast. But this memory still gives me goosebumps to this day and is a feeling of glad we never met. I'm sorry we re-traumatized <laughs> you with a story. <laughs> I apologize. That, holy, that is a fuck. That's fucked up. That's fucking creepy. That, that's like, so scary. What a fucking piece of shit. It's Pennsylvania, you said. Any any wide sweeping accusations at Pennsylvania as a state, Sean? Uh, <laughs> like you did with no. Utah. <laughs> I heard I heard Philadelphia Eagle fans are kind of crazy. <laughs> oh, they won a Super Bowl and burned their own city down. Oh, it's just, oh, okay. Is that the new spit now? Are we just dunking on cities now? <laughs> uh, I, I get to well, hell yeah. I, since y'all dunk on Texas so often, I get to dunk on yeah. what other Yeah, we can do it. Yeah. Any province or state or, or territory, yeah, I don't know what else there is, but uh, they're all open to be dunked on, you know? Fuck Wichita, <laughs> Kansas. Okay, we're not just going random places, oh, John. <laughs> they have yeah. to be part of a story. <laughs> okay, sorry. Okay, last story for the day. Also comes from Allie. I was renting a house in Denton, Texas with two other girls. I think I've been to the house. I think we had game night over there before. So I was going to say, like, I hope you were there, John. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty oh. close to you. I was yeah. like, oh, this is John's friend, not just John being a creep. No, like, no, no, okay. no, no, no. This is actually my friend. <laughs> I think well, I want to say we had game night there before. But okay. Nice. So okay. the girl who was in the room next to me had her boyfriend over spending the night. So at about 3 a.m., I startled awake by bloody murder screaming by my roommate oh. and her boyfriend. Screaming so terrifying that I immediately jump out of bed, but then pause before I go out the door to listen for a second because I legitimately had the thought of someone is in the house, like stabbing them to death. Oh, Jesus. So do oh. I need to jump out of my window instead of going to help them? After a few seconds, the screaming ceases and I hear both of them crying. So I go out of my door to see what's going on. The boyfriend comes out of the room at the same time and I ask him what happened and he is crying, says... I need to go. Where did it go? What the hell just happened? Well, well where did what go? <laughs> oh, yes. And walks down the hall and out of the house. Yo, I'm getting goosebumps right now. Holy shit. Confused. I go into the you room. You left his and, girlfriend there? Uh, yeah. What a dick. 
Well, he just said, yo, like, I gotta go. Well, it could, I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what the scenario could be. If he's got to get out real quick. Yeah. You, you might, but it you could might be like a breakup take... and she was just screaming at him. I don't know. Like, uh, maybe, like, let's finish the story. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah, okay, there's details. Okay. Confused. I go into the room and comfort my roommate who is crying on her bed. So fuck that boyfriend for leaving and not comforting your girlfriend. Right yeah, away. Exactly. Well, he was crying too, right? So. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I ask her what happened and she tells me this. She said that she swears it wasn't a dream and she woke up and was paralyzed and couldn't move and that there was a guy in a hat and a trench coat standing over them about to kill them with a knife. Oh. It wasn't until she started screaming that the guy disappeared out of the room and down the hall. At this moment, her boyfriend comes back in the house and into the room. I rescind the fuck the boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say he's yeah. hunting down a guy. But, yeah. Yeah. I was about to turn to him and write everything off as a night terror. Then he says this, and this is in parentheses. And remember, he was just out of the house for the last few minutes. He says, hey, guys, I'm so sorry for waking you up. I guess I had this awful night terror where I couldn't move. And there was a guy in a trench coat and a hat standing over me with a knife about to stab me. So they had they had separate night terrors. I was so convinced. I was so convinced it was real and that he was still in the house. I had to go look to make sure no one was in the house still. At this point, I am so confused. For the next 20 or so minutes, my roommate and her boyfriend ask each other detailed questions about their dreams, only to fully come to the realization that they initially thought they just startled awake the other person. But they had 100% had the same identical night terror at the same time. Oh, then they start saying they are convinced it is a demon in our house and pack up and leave for a hotel for the next few days. I stayed at the house that night and could not fall asleep. So I actually ended up joining them at the hotel for the following (laughs) night. I no longer live there and nothing like this ever happened again. But every time I think about it, it still gives me goosebumps. Dude, I'm scared as fuck right now. I do not like this shit, bro. I'm in a basement. I have to sleep alone tonight. What the fuck? Dude, there's something in your closet that just moved, Sean. No. No, stop that shit. It's it's one of the Nikes. <laughs> yeah, man. Like all that reminds me of is the haunting on on the Hill House or whatever, that show. There's like this one scene where she's like paralyzed and there's like a demon on like above her. And and Ugh. that was a comedy, right? No, it was a what? horror movie. No. <laughs> oh, there's like a fake uh, show, thing with horror Kristen TV show. Bell, like a TV show. Like, no, oh. like it's a real thing where there are like night terrors where you, you're paralyzed and you see something like you're hallucinating. And some people see like demons, some people see other things, whatever. Oh, sleep paralysis. Yeah, that shit's real. I've had that a bunch of times. I hate this shit. I'm not gonna lie to you. I fucking hate this whole conversation. <laughs> but I a, shared, so a shared like experience and it's like pretty much 100% identical. That made me think it was real. I thought like I was getting freaked out. Like, dude, how the fuck do you share <laughs> dreams like that? That's what I mean. That's what I first thought of as someone broke into their house and was over top of them. Oh, no, 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 no. Not to put that oh. in your head. Uh, <laughs> who, who, whoever too, your friend is. Too fucking late. <laughs> it's in my head. Oh, I don't care about you, Sean. I care about oh, our okay, listeners. <laughs> wow. Without me, this show would still be great. Honestly, probably. <laughs> honestly, without you, this show would tank. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, if any of us leave, this show will tank. <laughs> We're That's a tripod. Fair. One of us goes yes. out, the camera falls over or something. I don't know. Wow, a <laughs> wow. tripod. Wow. <laughs> 
All right. Well, thank you so much, Ali, for sharing those stories. They were both creepy as fuck. So if they you were. have disaster dates next time or something happier, actually, they said a disaster date. It'll be on the next episode. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I'll give it to Sean to read. <laughs> so shout out to Ali for taking the time to um, send us stories. This is awesome. Yeah. She truly haunted us. We're all <laughs> yeah. spooked. With both stories, different ways. Yeah, for real. <laughs> So stick around after ad break and you will be hearing This Day in History that happened on August 8th, written by Cultivate's very own Alex Underbaki from Weird Distractions Podcast. Stick around and enjoy the ads that your boy, Sean, is reading beautifully. Wikimaniacs, it's gonna be May. And you know what that means. Warmer, sunnier days are upon us. And wouldn't you rather spend your time doing something else instead of having to plan your next meal or spending precious time driving to the grocery store? Factor's fresh, never frozen, ready-to-eat meals are delivered right to your door. Factor takes the stress out of grocery shopping and meal planning. Plus, by supporting Factor, you are also helping out your boys. Sean, tell everybody what Factor offers. Easy. Factor has 35 chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals to choose from every single week. But wait, there's more. Factor also has more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So you'll always have new flavors to explore. Your boys always want you to treat yourself. So why not make your day delicious by eating Factor's restaurant-quality meals with premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and black and salmon the kicker all done and ready to go in two minutes or less plus no cleanup after do you know what i can do in two minutes you see john this is why we don't do ads with you anymore but wikimaniacs head on over to factormeals.com wiki50 and use code wiki50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20 percent off your next month that's code wiki50 at factormeals.com wiki50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Thank you, Factor, for supporting the show. Welcome back, Wikimaniacs, to This Day in History, a series where we take you back in time to learn more about what happened on this day throughout history. Today's date is August 8th, 2022. So far within this day in history segment, we've chatted about movies, book releases, births, deaths, festivals, and many more. For the first time, however, we're going to be grabbing our detective hats and discuss a crime case that took place nearly six decades ago to this day. So grab your luggage, passports, most importantly, grab your snacks, as this case will take us to the United Kingdom. And I just want to say apologies in advance. I am feeling a little bit under weather, so that's why my voice sounds like a train wreck right now. So bear with me while I get the story out. So thank you, Wikimaniacs, for your understanding. But speaking of trains, what do you think of when you think of a train robbery? Does your mind kind of wander to a cartoon rendition of the scene, kind of like Looney Tunes? Or do you automatically think of the infamous Great Train Robbery? Now let's get on track with this story right now. The Great Train Robbery consisted of many things. 2.6 million euros, a Royal Mail train heading from Glasgow to London, Brideco Railway Bridge near Buckinghamshire, 15 men, and one August 8th morning. Before we discuss the actual robbery, let's introduce the players involved in the story. 
This group of 17 included Gordon Goody, Charlie Wilson, Buster Edwards, Bruce Reynolds, Roy James, John Daly, Roger Cordry, Jimmy White, Bob Welch, Tommy Wisby, Jim Hussey, Ronnie Biggs, Harry Smith, Danny Pembroke, and one unknown suspect named Pop. If you don't remember all these names, don't worry. This may just be one of the biggest robbery groups that I've ever come across so far. And this sounds like a plot for Red Dead Redemption 2. As mentioned, this group was after some very serious cheddar. 2.6 million euros to be exact. Which if you convert in today's currency, is about 5 million euros. That's a lot of money. So how were these 15 men going to pull off this task, if you may ask? The plan was somewhat simple. On August 8th of 1963, the men were to intercept and rob the overnight Glasgow to London train as mentioned earlier. How do we know all this? Well, supposedly from an unnamed security officer within Royal Mail who had detailed knowledge of the amounts of money carried within that train. Allegedly, this officer was introduced to two of the criminals who would carry out the raid, specifically Gordon Goody and Buster Edwards by a London solicitor's clerk, Brian Field. The plan took months to create, with the mastermind supposedly being Bruce Reynolds. The inception of the train was done by turning off a green track signal and with batteries and turning on a red signal. Once firemen on the train went out to investigate, they were captured by numbers of the crew located nearby. The remainder of the crew went into the train, where they would reportedly make it with their new-to-them cash in 120 mail bags before hopping in their Land Rovers and driving to the farm hideaway, known as the Leather Slate Farm, where they divided the cash flow. The crew may have felt safe at the farm, but it wouldn't last very long. And according to a Britannica.com article, apparently six of the thieves in the group were hired to eventually burn down the farmhouse. Backstabbing motherfuckers which could be to hide any evidence of the crew being there. However, the thieves apparently did such a poor job that the police found everyone's fingerprints. It turns out police had a hunch about the farm for quite some time and were able to pick up these fingerprints. With the prints and other form of evidence, 12 of the 15 robbers were caught, convicted, and sent to prison, which, according to Britannica, none of those 12 men served more than 13 years. Oh, and all that money that this group stole? Supposedly, it was never recovered. And that Wikimaniacs is what happened on August 8th, 1963. Thank you for tuning in and let's bring the rest of the group back to the show. That's it this week, Wikimaniacs. We would love to hear your thoughts. Please engage with us on TikTok, YouTube, join our Discord channel, and make sure to tell all your friends about us. We will see you this Friday for another Am I the Asshole episode. And remember, we do have a live stream two days after this episode came out. Wednesday, August 10, 7 p.m. Eastern time. You nailed it. Wallace. Go subscribe to our YouTube <laughs> channel. Turn a notification chat or turn a notification on so that way you don't miss it. Thank you guys for another awesome episode. And thank you for all our Wikimaniacs who submitted all their stories today. We love you. We'll see you this Friday. Until then, toodles. See you Bye. on Wednesday. Bye. <laughs>
Sean, Sean, I'm hungry and Jine isn't home to make us a delicious meal like he usually does. What are we going to do? Don't worry. We can just hit up factormeals.com slash wiki 50 to get 50% off our first month plus 20% off our next month as well. Wow. I think I've heard of Factor before. Isn't that the place to get delicious meals that are chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready in under two minutes? That's right. My mouth is watering as we speak. How can I get this deal again? You can head straight over to factormeals.com slash wiki50 and use code wiki50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Thank you, Factor, for supporting the show. 